Welcome in, Campo and Joe, our post-postseason Campo and Joe. Josie from XL Primetime, noon to three weekdays, right here on the Superstation. My man, Dave Campo, former Dallas Cowboy head coach and an assistant here when they were in the playoffs back in the 2000s. Coach, we've got to dig into what I think was a it was a chance of a lifetime to make another AFC championship game for a lot of fans. They came close. They came up short in Kansas City. But what I think you and I are going to do is we're going to we're going to be critical about certain things that went on in the game. We're also going to celebrate the season a little bit, don't you think? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think I think this was really, really big for the community as mm-hmm. well as the football team and the organization. And I think that's where, you know, you've got to celebrate that. You know, even though uh, it wasn't a perfect season, right? But it was a darn good journey to uh, the destination that their the goal is. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite get there, but it certainly was a good journey. All right. Now, listen, thanks for tuning in or listening to us wherever you catch us on the 1010XL social channels or on Facebook Live. But we figured, you know, we got a lot of off-season talk that we're going to put out there. We're going to try and give Jaguar fans some things to think about. Uh, but this one, we figured we'd go back and talk about the game and we'd look at the season as a whole. Because what Coach just said reminded me of what Doug Peterson said. After the game, he does his presser. People are probably listening to it on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. And he basically told Bucky Brooks that the thing he likes the most about the season is that he entered that this team, he said the main focus that he had was energizing the city, energizing the fans, and energizing the team. And he feels like that's what he was a big part of. And you got to give him a lot of credit, Coach. Absolutely. And, of course, we've been saying that. I've been saying it yep. for a while that, you know, going into the first playoff game, the Super Wild Card game, yeah. you know, I was over at the at the uh, tailgate party, mm-hmm. the Bull City Brigade, which yeah. was wild. PCB. You know, and, uh, you know, the one thing that I tried to tell everybody is this is as big a game for you all yeah. as it is for the organization, right. for the yeah. city, for, you know, I was at Cleveland, you mm-hmm. know, in my second pro job before I came here. Right. And, uh, you know, the fans there and the fans in Jacksonville are very similar. Yeah. You know, the city. Uh, they they crave the win. They crave this team to get going. That's where they were in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's it just feels really good to me that the people in this community had this opportunity. Now we're going to expect it yeah. going forward, and yeah. that's great. That's yeah. where you want to be is when you expect to do well the next year. Yeah, you're trying to impress your wife. You do something really impressive, then she's going to expect a little bit more of it. Absolutely. We had the bar really low, and then we take Your accountability (laughs) goes up quickly. (laughs) All right, so I just think when we try and sum up this season, and we'll try and do it over the next handful of minutes on our show, but let's go to the Chiefs game. Let's go to Arrowhead now. This was a game that had some back and forth in it. Mahomes goes down to injury. We can talk about the moments that kind of stood out. I just think the 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 gut punch of all gut punches is to see Mahomes go out and see Chad Henney come into the game. And Chad Henney is not a guy that should scare you holding the football, at least not at his age right now. He was nicknamed Check Down Chad, Check Down Henney. Yet that football team went on a 98-yard drive with a big run and a roughing the passer penalty that led him to the end zone. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, uh, 55 yards of that drive were those two things, the, yeah. the roughing the passer and the the 40-yard run. 
those are mistakes that we made early in the year. Mm -hmm. And I think Doug said that after the game, that some of the ugliness of the early part of the season where we had, we shot ourselves in the foot happened in that game. That's growing pains. Mm -hmm. That's, that's young players uh, not being exactly where they supposed to be and, or making a mistake uh, that you can't have. Right. Every ball game, 99% 99% of them come down to four or five plays where they make the difference in the football game. Mm-hmm. That drive, obviously, I, I, I would have bet a lot of money that he was not going to be able to take him 98 yards. Yeah. I could see maybe a field goal, but not go all the way. No and it way. really came down to those two plus the touchdown pass. They had a look to me like a double on, on uh, Kelsey mm-hmm. when he threw it to him in the flat. Right, and for some reason they were unsure, and they were talking to each other. The ball was snapped, and uh, thirty-seven didn't get over the top to get out on him. Yeah. He was the outside, he and and uh, Muma. Yeah, and so you know, there's three plays in that drive that made the difference in in uh, maybe us tying or winning the football game. And you know, uh, unfortunately, it just didn't work at that particular time. It drives you a little crazy when when you do think of those isolated moments. And you are right, Coach, that a, a penalty and a big run. Pacheco had such a big run. Trayvon Walker lost contain. We can point to a few other things defensively. But I think at the end of the day, here are the three things, at least for me, Coach. If you think about going into this postseason game, you had a second chance to go play uh, Doug Peterson versus Andy Reid, Trevor Lawrence, an up-and-coming star against Pat Mahomes. The three things that will jump out for anybody is the Mahomes injury, and once he came back, they still weren't able to get to him. They did not apply pressure to the quarterback. They could not cover Travis Kelsey, and then ultimately the mistakes that this team made at the end of the ball game. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought they got some pressure early against mm-hmm. Mahomes and Mahomes. You know, I write wrote down on my when I'm watching a game, I'm yeah. making little notes, and mm-hmm. one of them was number fifteen is spectacular. Because there were two throws in there that we had him. 33 had him in his grasp, and he made a throw for a first down. And Darius Williams had him in his grasp. Correct. So, you know, you really, uh, you know, that uh, unable to handle uh, Kelsey more so in the zone game. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, against Mahomes, you had to to mix it up. Mm -hmm. You had to play some man. You had to play some zone. Uh, they didn't execute as well as they needed to on Kelsey. And then, you know, obviously the mistakes that we just talked about. And there were a couple of others that, that uh, really hurt us. Now, I'm going to ask you, and, and this is going right to the end of the ball game. I'm going to ask you if you're going to be thinking about that more than maybe some of the other things. Because the Jamal Agnew fumble, there's a couple things that went into that. Christian Kirk, there's you know all the discussion about did he get dinged up? Was he cramping just a little bit where – he wasn't on the field. Jamal Agnew was. Was that a fumble or not? Yes, they review every turnover, but did they really, really review it? What did you think? It was a fumble. It looked like yeah. it looked like a football move. It looked like yeah. he had control. Yeah, he made a, a step and another step, and was looked to me like he was trying to switch the football or mm-hmm. whatever, and it just popped out of his yeah. hands. And, and if, if it's ruled a fumble on the field, they're not going to reverse that. Uh, well, not, not not very often. Not very often. Yeah. And, you know, in that case right there, you know, obviously that was a critical one because that would have put us within – we had a chance if he held, held the ball, mm-hmm. we had a chance to put the oh ball in the God. end zone and oh make, it a, yeah. make it a three-point ball game. Yeah. So, 
you know, unfortunately, you know, you, you, you think about that one, but then you forget about the fact that he had two returns that yeah. were outstanding. Yeah, and, I... and, and let me just say something about that. You know, everybody, it's kind of like the offensive line. You know, when you get a big run, nobody ever says anything about the offensive line. They don't it's go the, way to the go offensive back. line. Yeah, it's the running back <laughs> did this and that. I've got to give a lot of credit to our special teams guys. Yeah, you know, uh, Heath Farwell did an outstanding job coaching the special teams this mm-hmm. year because there were a lot of situations. Now he's an outstanding returner. Right. Don't get me wrong, but we didn't have a lot of penalties on special teams, which is huge because usually on every kick return there's a holding penalty That's a really or a block good... in the back or whatever. That's a really good point. Absolutely, and and uh, you know we those guys up front had to do a good job in order to give him an opening to give him a chance to go. And yeah. it's a shame because the kicker got him on the one, or oh. else I think he would have put that one in the end zone. Yeah. And that would have been a huge yeah. uh, change in the yeah. ball game. Those two kickoff returns, it was fitting that the first one set, set them up. He's number 39, set them up on the 39. They had a 39-yard drive to right. score. And then the next one, when they needed it the most, he's up, he's up the right sideline on that second return, which was another big one. And so, yeah, you can't put a loss at his feet. Uh, the other thing that frustrated me a little bit after that was when they do get the ball back, that was around, what, the four- or five-minute mark. Right. They do get the ball back, and Trevor throws the pick on that, was it a safety or corner, blitz it coming was, it at was, him. It was a safety blitz inside. It yeah. was right up, the, right up the pipe. We busted that protection. Yeah, yeah it was just – and, and you, can, you can speak on this just in just a second, but the other thing that got me was the – Zay Jones didn't come back to that ball. Yeah, He got turned around. The defender goes up and, and makes the play. Zay's got to pivot back towards that football. Come up and get it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, that one, uh, obviously, the, the guy was absolutely clean. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you would have – there's three, three ways to look at it. He either could try to make that throw, right. which he didn't get everything on it. True. He tried to lay it up there yeah. w- over the top of the guy. Right. Or you eat it or you throw it away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in certain situations, uh, you know, I think the, Zay had a step on the guy. If he'd have got it out there a little bit more, he might, that might have been the same as the first one that they hit for the, mm. down the field. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, it, that was an unfortunate one because not only what you just said, but the, the, the DB made an outstanding yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, he, he went up one-handed and brought the thing in. So yeah. uh, it was a tough Tough one. All right. So if we kind of look at this in, in, in chunks, and, and I'll just bring up Travis Kelsey right now. He's 33 years of age. This guy is a craftsman. Just Jacksonville got torched by him. 14 catches. He was in the end zone. But he also is not a guy that hasn't torched a lot of other teams, right. okay? Jacksonville is not alone. He right now, 33 years of age, 110 passes he caught this year a personal best and a dozen touchdowns right. and that guy had an unbelievable season obviously he's not finished yet well first of all you know all the talk around and we're probably going to talk about today i'm not sure but mm-hmm. a lot of people would uh, probably not uh you know should we keep ingram should we not keep ingram kelsey is a perfect example of a guy that has has the the uh whatever it is mm-hmm. with the quarterback oh yeah that synergy. And that's him. so important, you know, when you have to get rid of a ball mm-hmm. or uh, you need a play, you know, to have that feeling. He knows, 
you know, the quarterback knows when he turns his shoulders a certain way where he's going. Right, right. Well, Ingram, I believe, could develop that same thing. I think he's made progress in that area this mm-hmm. year. Uh, that's the kind of guy you need in critical situations. And the one play to get the first down where they hit Ingram on that crossing route, and he ran right. about 15, 18 yeah. yards run after catch. That's one of their number one plays all mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kelsey's the guy that, that he goes to when he's in trouble. Plus, he knows if he's getting zone defense, the guy's going to find a way to try to try to get open. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like just staying on that Ingram topic, and, and we'll do a lot of free agency going forward, but just on the surface, would you put him, Evan Ingram, re-signing him, or Jawan Taylor trying to make him a priority to come back at that right tackle spot? Where where would you land? Again, this is just the beginning of our free agency talk. You know, I I, I have an opinion on it. My opinion is that the chemistry with the quarterback is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Now, the right tackle, Juwan, obviously had a good year. Mm-hmm. Walker Little coming on, that changes it a little bit. Sure, sure. Would I like to keep them both? Absolutely. If I could get a, a long-term deal done under the under the circumstances, mm-hmm. which we're not in great shape on, right? I'd keep Juwan. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you've got three tackles that can play. Right. That's great. Yeah. But, you know, the chemistry with, with Ingram, you know, I don't think it's going to cost you as much. I think he's a guy that you want to – you don't want to use a franchise tag unless you have to. Right. But if you have to, that's one that I would consider for and sure. He'll get paid well no matter what. He did a one-year deal, kind of bet on himself. This go-around, it, it will pay off. Even if he is tagged, he's still going to get a decent amount of money. But he would love to have that long-term deal. He's at least indicating, again, this is kind of how we'll attack this free agency. This is not fact or gospel right, right. now. And, but he's indicated that a, a, a chunk of money up front will go a long way to bringing him back. Right. And I think he'd probably take less money that way. Yes. Now, it, for his future, do I think that's a smart move? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But it's it's a move that if if he's comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, let's do it. Yeah, let's, give me that guaranteed money. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll see where it goes. But Ingram definitely was a huge bright spot. Now, now let's just let's just take a look at at Trevor Lawrence on the whole. You take a look at the final four quarterbacks coach in the AFC. That was the divisional weekend. You had Josh Allen going up against Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, masterful. And then you had Pat Mahomes going up against Trevor Lawrence. We know just how good Pat Mahomes is. He's shown it. He's a Super Bowl winner. But I made this point in XL Primetime. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence going into the offseason may be a more positive situation than Josh Allen and Sean McDermott going into the offseason. Buffalo, you'd have to say, had a game at home and couldn't win. It got blown out by Cincinnati. That's a huge disappointment. I agree with you 100% because not only because of a quarterback on the rise mm-hmm. in Trevor Lawrence that, yeah. that really, honestly, probably has more skills than Josh Allen does. Josh Allen makes a lot of plays with his feet. Yeah, He makes a lot of mistakes. He turned the ball over a lot. You know, and and I think the, the ceiling for, for Trevor might be better than his. Mm-hmm. But also, that's an older football team at Buffalo with a young team like we have, mm-hmm. I think you got to be really happy about where we're at and where we're going going forward yeah. with the Jacksonville team right now. Yeah, so let's do the season, a little bit of the season talk, because we were talking about it 
on our show, 2017 versus 2022, what was the better run for the fan? The fan overwhelmingly voted for the 2022. Right now. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense because they also saw how it went south in 2018. Everything just came. It just it just it sucked. Uh, It went from this team was 10 minutes from the Super Bowl to guys asking out Jalen with his hurt back demanding to get out of town and Gawkway and, and all kinds of stuff. Right. We all know it, it just, it fell flat on its face and all those guys are basically gone. Now miles Jack was one of the last guys. Right. Anyway, this one feels like it's got a potential to, to, to last. Yeah. Longer. Longevity because first of all, you got young players. Second of all, I don't know anything about the 2017 mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. me just say you that. You were out coaching Southern Cal. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. This team is, has a team flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't see any uh, egos to the point where it, it, it can derail anything. The only thing I see from this team is they got a taste of it. It reminds me so much of the Cowboys back, you know, when we went through that stretch to the first Super Bowl. Right. And and I'm not saying that we're going to the Super Bowl, but I'm saying that this team is that has that kind of flavor mm-hmm. that, hey, we got something to prove, right. and we're going to continue to work in that direction. And I can see a, a great offseason program with this mm-hmm. group. I'm going to ask you this question. I asked Leon this question. It'll probably be one that we ask a bunch. But he has maintained that when players understand what, you know, a nibble of success, the hard work was got paid off in a postseason appearance. He believes that players will now come together and say, we want more of this. We have to work together. Do you agree or does the coach have to push them as well? It, first of all, it's harder if they won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. to get them going the next year yeah. than it is when they didn't quite get there. Okay. In my opinion. Sure. Because they're, they're, they'll, they'll remain hungry. Two things happen. When yeah. you go to the Super Bowl, they start stealing your players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your True. players. True. When you don't quite get there, you are looking to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And you know that you were close. Yeah. And and I truly believe this team, on any given day, I, you hear this all the time, on any given Sunday, mm-hmm. that we could beat anybody in the league. Yeah. I really believe that. We've got enough young athletes. We're not quite there on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, I think we could be as good as anybody in the league. And, you know, to me, that that's great. The players will thrive on that, will will get excited about it. The energy mm-hmm. in the offseason will be that much better. You know, I'm looking back and I'm thinking about the season and so many great memories came out of it. All the comeback wins the double digit deficits that this team faced and being a two and five club, a three and seven club, winless oh for October. Uh what are some of the things that, that that jump out? The ability for them really to 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 turn into a team that, like you just described, they're feared by others instead of them fearing others. Well improvement of the quarterbacks number one. There's no question that you know he's a much different guy mm-hmm. after about the fifth or sixth ball yeah. game than he than he was here at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he he's kind of come into his own, and really the third year he should make a even more of a jump going forward this next year. Uh, the other thing is that I think you know the addition of those free agents really gave them 
you know, some weapons mm-hmm. and not just one weapon, but three or four weapons. Right. And, and, you know, you, you had, uh, ETN in the draft, you've got mm-hmm. Ingram that had a outstanding year, Zay Jones and, and Kirk both had really good years. Right. You know, you put that together, then that's what you, you know, that you're seeing that you're, mm-hmm. you, that's the difference as the season went on, they all got more familiar with each other. Right. They had the belief and the confidence. But, you know, we talk about belief and confidence, and I think that's extremely important. But let's not minimize we got some good players, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Now, defensively, I thought they improved as the year went on, which is a credit to the coaching staff and the players. Right. I don't think they're anywhere close to being where they need to be. I think the the thrust in the offseason is going to be to firm them up mm-hmm. and – and uh uh, and then the the final thing is, I think we had some players have their best years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jawan Taylor being one of them. Yes, you know. So when you put that all together, uh, you, you know, you got to feel pretty good about this team. All right, a couple of others off the uh, text line that we uh, always rely on, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. We'll include some of these off of our show into our Excel or into our Campo and Joe uh, podcast. But I. I, I like we're going to look at free agency a bunch, but just answer this one since we've already brought up Evan Ingram. How important is it that they re-sign him? And then also, when Calvin Ridley walks in the building, does he automatically earn that wide receiver one spot? Well, you know, one wide receiver one is kind of a uh, media uh, fan mm-hmm. thing because what you're looking for is a receiver that affects the defense to the point where you have to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Now, a Jamar Chase is a guy that if you don't double up Jamar Chase, he's going to he's going to beat you. Yeah. You just saw Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. He kind of take took over the role of uh Hill, the guy mm-hmm. that left. Yeah, Tyreek. Yeah. Tyreek. You know, everybody had to know where Tyreek was. Yeah. Well, you got to know where Kelsey is. We didn't quite do that in right. the ball game, so it hurt us. Ridley coming in is going to have to earn that. And that is chemistry with the quarterback and his athletic ability. If he plays like he did when he first came into the league, mm-hmm. then he's probably a guy that's going to affect the yeah. affect the uh, defense more than anybody else. Right. So that's that's the answer to that question. Yeah. It's just taking another guy with you. Yeah. In the, in the defense. Yeah. yeah. And, and now, uh, as far as Ingram is concerned, I've already mentioned mm-hmm. – I think the chemistry with the quarterback is a guy that you can count on when things break down or mm-hmm. when they have to get something within that an intermediate range. He's a guy that can do that, and he's an excellent run-after-catch guy. Mm-hmm. And that's important because, you know, uh, you don't have time for every ball to go 20, 25 yards no. down the field. Right. With the defenses today, with the ability of the defensive linemen, and the blitzing and all this stuff, mm-hmm. the athletes on the defensive side of the ball, you know, you got to have some guys that you can get the ball to when they can run after they catch it and make first downs and give you big yardage. All right, so let's just wrap up with this, and, and we'll just look back at this playoff game. Like we said, we'll get into free agency next week, but you as a coach, I just want to bring this up. Andy Reid is now a 20-playoff game winning head coach. 20 playoff wins. He has a Super Bowl. He's now taking a team to five straight AFC championship games. The the other stat that blew my mind, Coach, and it's so obvious, but you just don't think about it, Pat Mahomes has not lost a playoff game on the road. You want to know why? 
because they don't need to go on their own. <laughs> Think about that. And that's where you want to be. Yeah. Andy Reid's special. Yeah. Well, you know, of course, he's been a outstanding. He tied Tom Landry, I believe, with now 20 yes. playoff wins. Yes. Uh, you know, obviously, he's a Hall of Fame guy. I mean, you know, he's he's taken teams to the Super Bowl. He's won Super Bowl. You know, the guy is a consistent uh, evaluator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you look at his coaching tree out there. You know, his leadership is outstanding. And I thought it was interesting when I heard the announcers in the ballgame make the comment that the players on his team are all involved. Sometimes they make up their own plays. Mm-hmm. You know, he trusts his guys if he if he trusts them. Right. He really trusts them. It reminds me of Jimmy Johnson from the standpoint that Jimmy trusted the assistant coaches. Right. If they said something, he trusted them more than anybody else. You know, even in looking at a guy maybe that a scout has seen mm-hmm. seven times and that assistant coach has seen one time, mm-hmm. he trusts those guys. He does the same thing with his players. The players like him very much like Doug Peterson, I yeah. think. That team atmosphere is there, and, you know, he's just one of those guys that has a has a way of, of getting guys to play for him, and they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Doug because let's bring it full circle as we wrap it up. Doug has that same potential. I think he does. Yeah. And, and he's, a, he's a, on that tree. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that it, – it's so, it's so um, cliche when we mention culture, we mention the idea of, of, of a family, a fraternity, but it's real. Sometimes yep. how does it become a cliche? Because it's real. It's legit. And you don't always need to coach fire and brimstone style. You can you mentioned Reed letting his guys be a part of it because they had fun. And this group does seem like they're having fun. Absolutely. And that's this group. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, when you look at the whole picture of the thing, I think we've got some good young athletes that are on gonna be on the come. Mm-hmm. And then you got a staff and a coaching, uh, you know, a, a head coach mm-hmm. that they believe in. That just goes a long way towards towards having a chance to get better every year going forward, okay. along with the experience of being together. Yeah, yeah, it, it's awesome. I know Jaguar fans out there are pretty fired up. We're fired up. We'll keep it going all off season. Campo and Joe, free agency talk next week. Yeah, boy, I you know I, I got to start getting into yeah, it because yeah. that's. That's the name of the game. They've got to get a few spots cleaned up and, and go forward. I already know what we're going to argue about first. Pass rush versus cover help. So that'll be one of the first things we get into. Uh, Coach, uh, enjoyed it as yes, always. Absolutely. Uh, Joe C., Dave Campo, thanks for tuning in to Campo and Joe.